in general, Florida could be called the sprint capital of the world. I don't know if I'm ready but to Kingston say what... But Kingston could be the ca- sprint capital of There's an the argument. universe, not world. Because you didn't say universe. I didn't. You said world. We talking sprint culture. We talking track and field. When the gunshot lick it, give a man the chills. We talking speed demons like Usain. The red track where a legend really makes their name. The US and Jamaica, they run the sprinting game. There's nothing like the Olympics for your claim to fame. When you break the world record, you show you ain't the same. From the men to the women, times are insane. Yeah. We talking sprint culture. We talking sprint culture. We talking spring culture. We talking spring culture. What's up, spring culture world? Live and direct from Jacksonville, Florida. Yo, to my right, you already see the werewolf. Warren Rear. Live in the flesh. Look up yourself. A lot He's of good reviews from when you were on before I died. It did your thing. But you're natural on camera, though. Um, Yo, you were doing the YouTube thing from like back in the day, Bridget, like before it became a thing. I'm still Jamaican. Nah, I just trained at Japan nah, Club. Nah, it's the new yard here. <laughs> oh, so this is where I train. I'm at a fuck. Drone shot. How we doing? No, man, you gotta talk like Jamaican. You gotta get <laughs> up something Jamaican, man. Vlog one. Vlog one. <laughs> yeah, before vlog was called vlog. Yeah. You I... would blow up right now. Why, but yeah. Oh, yeah, probably, yeah but... <laughs> My fault, yo. My bad. But yeah, Plus. I was like the soldier boy for all that. Yeah, you With can. the credentials. You ever, I don't know if you know this, when we're around places, I always introduce, yeah, yeah it's an Olympic bronze medalist. Yeah, yeah, it's an Olympic bronze medalist. People always do that, and I'm always the one who be like, yeah, he's lying. You really did your thing, yo. Appreciate that. Anyways, what would you say is the actual city that is the sprint capital of the world right now? Claremont. So even in Jacksonville, when you have the, the Olympic gold medalist in Marcel Jacobs, you have the Olympic... Gold medalist in 200 meters. Claremont. Andre de Grasse. You have fastest man in the world enough times, Trayvon Brumel. Claremont. In one group, you still say Claremont. Yeah. Why? I'm going to start off with the, the old before I even get to the current. Oh. So yeah. we have people in Claremont like Veronica Brown, Tyson Gage, Justin Gatlin. I was there for a bit. I don't really count me, but What yeah. about was this year? If it was this, this year, year what, who's sprint okay, capital so you of the world this year? Sprints as a one or a two, one, two, or one, two, four. Yeah, four. One, I two, four. start from the 400. We have Stephen Gardner. We have uh, Matthew Hudson. Shawnee Miller-Huber. Want to go down? Shawnee. We have right. the four-hurdle charm medalist. Um, oh, you're talking about my master. Ma- master. We have... Shakiri now. Yeah. And they have no Kenny, Kenny Benderick. They got Kenny Benderick. Aaron, Aaron Brown. Aaron Brown, Marvin Bracey. Yeah, Claremont's doing champion. still. Like, people... Like, who knows, knows that Claremont is the home of champions. But Kingston could be the sprint capital of There's an the argument. universe, not world. Because you didn't say universe. I didn't You said you. world, so I didn't call Jamaica. <laughs> so. <laughs> because, like, most of the elite clubs are in Kingston. Right. So if not well, all elite clubs are in Kingston. Man's like, man's like a Safa. Man's like you. Man's like... Both, so the obviously. MVP is in Kingston. Racers is in Kingston. Shelly Ann. And then Parchment Club is in Kingston. Right. Both universities are in Kingston. Okay, yeah, yeah. But I, I, no, I just didn't want to drop that bomb on you at the okay. first part of the show. My man's just dropping no bombs on me still, but I get <laughs> no. what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> Yo, do you guys know who the third fastest 4x2 leg run has ever been in the history of 4x2? Do you know? I bet you don't know. Do you guys know? All the generations. Think of Michael Johnson, Carl Lewis. Probably everybody. like somebody in San America Track Club. Or us. I'm not sure. It's Warren freaking weird. Me? It's Warren freaking weird. Or should I say Warren Bomba Clat weird? <laughs> 19.2. For real? Third fastest. The best, you have the best second leg ever. Yeah. But third fastest, and you're tied with um, uh, Maurice Green. 
and um and Carl Lewis. Those are names. I know that four by two is like one of those sac sacred events in 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 track where we don't run it enough. I see mm. now we're talking about yo. Let's do this. World record. Athletes, analysts don't put into consideration is whether the coaches are going to prepare the athletes to run fast in March or whenever the 4x2 the, the was. It's probably not a good idea. When you're doing an Olympic year, then to, un, to unload them to run fast, to load them back, are they going to risk a 4x2 world record for an Olympic medal? That, it's obviously not worth it. And you guys did that without boats. Yeah. Because boat, boat wasn't even at the World Relays. Right. So it was so a cat called Jermaine Brown Nicola Schmid, Johan Blake, and myself, and there was like other reserves. I I single-handedly bullied the coaches on the federation. I said to them, listen, <laughs> this is probably my only chance of getting a four a, re a world record. Y'all not gonna pick some favorite team. I'm we're, we're picking this team based on who's good on paper. So it's 11863 right. is the world right. record. Mm. And the previous world record was 11867. And then think about if Boat was on the team. Yeah, it would have been a, it would have been that would have been something serious. But but I don't think Noah and the other guys took into consideration is that yo, my coach is not going to prepare me to break this record record then. Nobody can run 20 points on that team and break the record. Yeah, yeah. I'm not obviously gonna say sub 20s. I'm gonna say some they gotta run, everybody gotta run an average 19 six or faster. Yo, some big talks around uh Lane Thompson here are right now with switching coaches again and the whole contract with their coach issue and it's just a mess, yo. It's like it's not a mess that you want going into the Olympic year. There were some astronomical numbers thrown around as far as what was prospected as far as what her coach. What's the coach's name again? Um, Shanique. Shanique Osborne. Shanique Osborne, yeah. Who um, was quoted to have asked for 100 million Jamaican dollars. I think what's confusing people outside of the, outside of the U.S. is the conversion rate. Yeah, of course. Because so you 100 million, it sounds astronomical already. Stupid. So basically, 100 million U.S. is 600 and... 644,000 644, US. Well, the, the response back from um, Osborne's camp was that she just wanted 15%. Yeah. So it brings norm. up the question, what is 15% really? Because with, with a smaller contract, 15%, you know, it seems like it makes sense. But with a really, really big contract, that 15% becomes a really, really big number. So for the same amount of work that you do with a you know, advanced to mediocre sprinter to like someone who's elite, who's got a monster contract, you know, should there be a cap? Can I ask you a question? Sure. Why shouldn't I charge you more if I made you more money? That's a lot of money. Per year to coach, Dag? That's like, that's a lot of money. Yeah, but you are an elite athlete who grew to that figure. So why should I coach you at a mediocre value are a mediocre figure when you aren't the same person. Do you feel the same about child support? Was that? I'm not a child support. No, know. not you, dog. I'm just, saying, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, in general, like, you see people, celebrities that are making crazy amounts of money, they got to pay crazy amounts monthly in child support that a child probably couldn't even run through. So, I, I, like, the child support, like, I don't agree with, with how child support is done in the States. It's like a money grab here. So, like, the females won't necessarily work. They'll just say, yo, I got my bag, I'm out. Right. So, a different conversation. It's different. It's different. But percentage-wise, in this space. But percentage-wise, so yeah. percentage I agree with that, being that I was on the spectrum of both. 
like I came into sports with an entry contract and I left. And then after the Olympics, I had a big contract. You're rich. My coach also worked for that. It's different because Elaine is now going to somewhere that her coach didn't, that wasn't a coach from the start. But at the end of the day, that coach also proved her point that, yo, I can get you there. And she earned the right to that kind of money. She had Elaine for what, two months last season? Yeah. Two or three months? So to get that kind of money right away, doesn't matter. Does she deserve it yet? And what was what was Frano getting? We don't know what Frano was getting them times. Like 15%. He was getting 15 as well? I'm assuming. We all know. In Jamaica, we all know it's 15%. I didn't know about that until I came to the US that, yo, it's not the same. Right. But then again, if you don't want to pay the 15%, just find someone who has a fixed rate. The fact that you came to me, the ball game is different because you want me. So I could tell you X amount of number if you agree or not. That's up to you because you came to me. I didn't say, oh, let me coach you, please. You saw something you like. Well, she's making a move. She's just go back to Frattle, dog. Like, as, uh, to me, it just they got to make it, they got to figure it out. But this happened for a reason because I feel like that's where she's supposed to be. And it's going to be tough to iron out whatever issues they have. But I think from a career standpoint, look, she ran her best while she was there. He knows her, obviously. She was her healthiest when she was there. And he's proven himself. Now, I, I can't say that Osborne has proven herself already. Picking up someone through the, the middle of the year and then you know getting them to a certain point after is different from building someone up the entire season from, from fall till, till final. But what I was you know saying that's that different. There's a person that has been around, um, Seema Francis Frano, that I wouldn't say know his game plan, but as observed, she's been there since, since inception. She's been there and she has coaching, she has coached several high school athletes to the, to, from nothing to something. You know, the assistant coach somewhat run the programs because at head coach set the program, but they are knowledge. And so if I probably want to know sometime I run in training, I'd ask the assistant coach because he was the one catching the times, he was the one laying on stuff. So they know on the arms on the program, they're like an underwriter. Mm. The same thing for journalists, Michelle Young's coach. Okay. He was a part of MVP too. They both had good success at the junior level. So they're, they're good. Because Team Francis had a lot of assistant coaches who were coaching high school. So those became like a feeder program for him. For his pro, 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 pro thing. So for me, I also commend, commend him on that as genius. But one reasons, probably one of the reasons why Shelly's doing so good is because somewhat she is under the guidance of someone who understands her, her program while she was running with Stephen Francis. Right. People think that athletes can go anywhere and have success. It's not. It's been proven. Especially in the States where a lot of elite athletes go to an elite coach and it just doesn't work out. I don't think athletes take into consideration um, the type of coach a person is. Um, they're acknowledging that event. They're acknowledging that body type. And that that's where athletes are like losing them, glory, them good years because it just goes somewhere. Especially when the shoe companies say, yo, that's our affiliation. They got to go there. That's a madness to me. Yeah. I think the situation is going to dictate coach-athlete culture moving forward because a lot of people are doing set fees. Some people aren't doing percentages. But the question does have to arise. How much is 15% really? Because let me tell you something. If I'm paying someone 500000 a year to coach me, you're not doing nothing else. Every single thing I need from you, you have to do because that's a lot of money to coach. And I get it. It's a percentage. And, and another thing, if if agents are making fifteen or ten to fifteen percent, ten percent. That's the a coach. A coach should be getting somewhere around there too. 
But if I'm giving you 15% and that 15% comes up to hundreds of thousands of dollars, yo, you can't be doing anything else. So the coaches have to take that on too. It's not just a simple like, well, you're just a part of the group, so I treat you like everyone else. Because I'm not paying you like everyone else. One other thing is that like in track and field that does like affects the sport is where the coaches have the biggest say in it and the coaches are simply employees of the athletes. Right. But when you say that, you're disrespectful. Right. It's not like I'm at Manchester United. Why well, keep mentioning Manu so much and I'm not a Manu That's fan? That's your team? You sure? No. You sure? It's not like say... I just want to make sure you bring them up a lot. <laughs> it's not like say I'm at Chelsea and I have to do one say what the, what the club say because the club is paying me. Like, why can't be a partnership where we both have this discussion? Why well, has to be a dictatorship from the coach? Dictatorship from the agent? Well, the hierarchy is different depending on where you go because sometimes the coaches have control, sometimes the athletes have control, sometimes the agents have control. There's very few instances where in a track and field where the athlete has control. Right. But Very this is another scenario, though, because if I, I got to say, man, I, I just feel like that's a lot of money for a coach. I recently learned in a, when I came here that you guys pay a, fee, a set fee. It's usually flat fees. That's why. I, and I was heard. like, yo, why didn't I make this move much earlier? <laughs> but then yeah. I may not have had a success. Not a lot of athletes trade in Jamaica and trade in the States. So I was blessed to have the knowledge of, okay, I'm at. I'm at Jamaica and I'm paying percentage for my contract, my endorsement, um, my every time I run, I'd pay 15%. I'm not going to cost because I thought that was a norm. It wasn't until I came here and I'm paying, I'm getting, oh, I'm making, I was like, yo, why am I getting, I was like, yo, my, hey, why, you sure you guys said the right amount? He was like, oh, yeah. I was like, coach don't get 15%. He's like, oh, no, we pay him already. He gets a flat fee. I'm just like, what? It's different. It's very different. So I had a discussion with someone like, yo, you guys make a lot of money from Jamaica. I was like, ah, you can't say, but you can't because at the end of the day, a person to the foreign money is already gone before you even touch it. Yeah, a lot of people, see, this isn't spoken about though. Like it's different, different places, different coaches. It's, it's It varies. I don't think athletes should be paying coaches. They, it should, they should be paid by some sort of third party. No. You don't agree with that? It's not a, but I'm I, just, I, I'm going along with what you were just saying a second ago though, because you feel like the athlete's money is gone already. What I also said is I thought that and I felt good about that. But at the end of the day, there's coaches that make a flat fee. But you're saying... That From the shoe companies? No. Say, you're a coach and you charge 25000 right. And my contract says 15000 15, for coaching fees. Right. I'll find the next 10000 Right. That's in some contracts. Okay. I didn't know that was the outside norm. Obviously, I'm going to feel good when I come here. I'm not arguing about it. I'm just simply saying, oh, this feels good. Right. There's more money in my pocket. Right, right, right. But I had a discussion with a fellow athlete when they're saying, suppose I came to a coach where um, he's, he's charging a flat fee, but I left my coach where I'm earning a percentage, which probably had me now, just because I wanted more money. And guess what? I didn't run fast. I'm losing all this money because I'm trying to make a decision that, that, that didn't benefit me. I'm now leaving a coach that works for me to go to a coach to save money and end up losing money. So it all depends. Yo, why should a third party be involved when you're the one collecting the, the race fee? When you're the one collecting the endorsement deal? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about a third party. Either the club in a different model, obviously, either the club or the shoe company pays the coach, whatever stable they're working at. And then athletes, they don't they don't gotta worry about all that. They just and the coach is cool, they're paid. 
And then there's not all these messy discussions about how it should be in percentages and this no. person's getting that or I used what to pay saying, that. What, I should be I'm paying this. It, when was the last time you heard all this mess about coaching thing? You've but never heard because, it. Because it's never really spoken about. But well, I know, tell you this, I, I I have been in a lot of discussions with people who've had issues with what they're paying their coach or what they hear other people pay. are those athletes elite athletes? Yes. At what level? Elite, medalists. I always say this to my mind. Like, I'm paying my coach 50%. I'm going to run faster. I'm going to run more. I'm going to try make more money to subsidize what I'm paying. Endorsements. Endorsements. Appearances. Right. They get it back. But then you can also know the athletes who don't, who pay a flat fee. Those are the athletes who don't run as much. Those are the athletes who have a special type of... Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. It's an individual sport. Right. We have to compare ourselves to tennis, tennis boxing. golf, boxing, right. all those instances right. where Floyd sit down with the people and they make an arrangement. Oh my Lord, I'm mind-blowing. What's it, what's it, a eureka moment? Okay. I'm going to explain. Okay. I'm going to compare track and field to music. Okay. How many... At, how many artists complain about, oh my God, I have a hit record, but no money? A lot. Okay. So why? Because the label was funding their, their career. So if, so if, so if track and field set up like music, all at least will cost. So that's why I'm saying it makes more sense for we to fund our career so that we have certain responsibilities and we have more cutback at the end of the day. Because if we were treated like music artists, we would all be broker. But... What if you compared it to like Formula One racing? Why? Because like say Red Bull or Ferrari or whatever company, they would pay the head technician or whatever you call them, the head, the head, um, the team manager. They'd pay that person. And I think they pay the team, like the team of people around, around, the, around the drivers. That will know, no, no, no disrespect. That will be cut back on people like say the tear will be cut. That would mean like a man who has a lesser tier can just come in track and field because no track and field will be more gatekept. And we don't want that. I think that's what's making it a bit messy is that premier coaches are coaching athletes who aren't at the highest level. I'll, I'll, just say, I'll say honestly this. When I was competing, I was, I was training with Marion Jones, Tim Montgomery, if you're familiar with yeah. that. So it was, it was their group, dog. But they're obviously, I just came out of college. I'm running 10-1. Tim's running 9-7 and Marion's running 10-6, 10-7. So they're paying... Dan Path, the coach of the time, they're paying him the majority of the money. So they're calling shots, dog. And it, and that's how it has to be. Either because he's not coaching them one-on-one. -on -one, he's coaching like me, Jason Smoots, like Brian Lewis, Green, Street Thompson, who, who didn't, didn't have the bank or weren't as renowned. But they, they're paying something different. So the coach would have to treat them different. And if that's the and case, if you're paying that much a, money. That's a, that's a big American problem because there's success outside of you guys' country. But not at least Ali seeks to go outside the country. I applaud Fred. I applaud Fred for being the difference that says, yo, I'm a seek outside coaches. <laughs> because it makes sense. Of course. If you are seeing success in other countries, why don't you try these coaches? Why are you that patriotic that you're stuck in a country that don't work for you? And so many athletes from NCs fail because they feel like only elite coaches are here. I've never seen an athlete say, you know what? I'm going to try to go to Jamaica. I'm going to try to go to the UK. I'm going to try to go to Grenada. And the best thing about it is that that's where you find those grassroots building programs. The analysts in, in the States and from around the country, they judge success or they judge who's going to be good at the games because what they see in the NCs. But here comes Antonio Watson right. that you guys didn't know about because no. at the end of the day, he came through a grassroots program. Maybe you needed a grassroots program. Well, there's no blueprint really because more times when you're looking for a coach, it's kind of like... Well, well, it's different now. Now it's different. It's different. It's different It's now. different to the case that you'll see 
perfect Fred Curley going to Grenada. The guy from Power, my virgin Toby, big up Toby, you know, man's in power, man's in the game, man's in all that. My little Hollywood friend who know from track. He's a big actor. He was training in the Jamaica. So what I'm saying is that there's not enough research. There's that instant where people think that Shakari was changing coach. People will never think Shakari will go to Jamaica. That's out the equation. Why that can't be a discussion for an elite athlete to try? You know what? They, they probably been so, like if I was American and I saw all his success and I'm trying to change coach, I'm going to fish in I'm going to fish in Jamaica too, right? Because I've seen the success. Yeah, but, and you can learn a lot of different things, yo. Yo, you, can, you first, can evolve your sprint game. The first thing that will change for you is your diet. I didn't know what was organic. I think I came to the states because we don't start that. Yo, that food is healthy. Because you get fruit fresh off the tree. Yeah, right. We don't start that all fruits were right, good. Right, 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 right. So you're eating, like, I never took supplements while I was running. Never. Really? If you eat good food, that's all you need. Right. Very fresh. When people talk about, yo, eat some yellow yam, you'll be good. Yeah, that. <laughs> Remember says The yam thing is true. So the yam thing is true. Because of all the, 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 the nutrients that are in it. Like, remember, we're, all our food are organically grown or chickens. Like, I went, when I came around, I was like, why is that chicken leg so big? They, they roided it up, Like, yo. is that turkey or chicken leg? Yeah. So, made... like, it's different, like... Say an athlete like say Trevon Bromel, who like you know, so has some like like some like, like his biggest thing is being healthy. Think about he took on a background season in Grenada, like 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 Fred, or took on in Jamaica. Think about how Fred Fred dynamics changed when he when he went. It's a very good point. It's gonna be interesting to see how he adapts back to U.S. culture now that he's back in California. But he's training. also going to adapt the same. He's I'm quite he's sure learned a lot. Fred is going to outsource his his food. Right. I'm so telling because you. of what he's learned. Yeah. It's a good point. So people, you know, athletes need to start thinking outside of the box as far as where they train and how they train and who they train with because you can broaden your knowledge base. You can. You guys are obviously doing something right over there. Yeah. And there's a lot of things they do in the States where they're doing a lot of stuff right. A lot of stuff they're doing in Great Britain that they're doing right. A couple of things you find in Canada where they're doing right. But you got to, as far as where uh, to train. The Canada thing's kind of different. Yeah, the Canada thing's nobody trains in Canada. A lot of Canada people come down to the States, dog. Or they yeah. go somewhere. Rodney, Rodney, Brandon, he went Rodney to Jamaica. To Jamaica. Exactly. And he's a constant, he's always on the team. Always. And so he's, he's benefited a lot from being in the place. Where does Arnold train? He was training in Jamaica. Oh, he's with races. I'm talking. He's I'm been training in Jamaica from high performance training, yeah. from high school. Put down in the comments, what is 15% really? And let us know what you guys think as far as what should be paid to coaches and, and what is too much, too little. A lot of good insight from Warren Weir. Canadian fans don't hold it against him for laughing at Canada like when it came to um. No, what's funny is that in. Canadians laugh after Canadians. Like, y'all yeah, know we're that. We're very disrespectful. Nah, bro. You're, well, you're not Canadian, so you don't really, it's not really your place. Yeah, That's the those, problem. I have a 10-year Canadian Weir. visa. Not a lot of people can say that. All right. Well, I guess you can, somewhat Canadian. Yeah. You get a little pass. Yeah, a little pass. We talking sprint culture. We talking sprint culture. Canada's a tough place to train, though. I'm not gonna lie.